Well, everybody, I have another great uh, surprise for you this morning. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're driving your car, sitting in your house, drinking your coffee, but I have a special guest on, Jasmine Faith Godson, and she is from Switzerland. I came to know her by finding her one of her uh, songs by accident. I don't know if it was by accident, but I believe it was definitely through a divine inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So, uh, Jasmine, say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I'm so happy to be here. So share a little bit about uh, your life a little bit. You're in Switzerland. I don't I don't get to interview a lot of people from Switzerland. So uh, <laughs> I watched some of your coffee talk. I really like your coffee yeah. talk, by the way. And I am a lover of coffee. So uh, <laughs> your parents were Sri Lankan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, share a little bit about how you've come to be. Where, and you're a pastor. Mm-hmm. So share. Yes. So, um, it's a little bit of a journey, but um, basically my parents are from Sri Lanka. And uh, during the war in Sri Lanka, they came to Switzerland, immigrated to Switzerland. And so I was born and raised up in Switzerland. My first language is French. I I think you can hear it a little bit in my accent. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, my family is a has been a Christian family for a long time. I was born in a Christian family, but I truly um, had an experience and encounter that changed my life for the Lord Jesus Christ when I was 15. And um, after that, I was slowly getting closer to him as the years passed by. And when I turned 18, I really felt a call from God um, to serve him full time and to to serve him as a pastor so i left switzerland and i i lived um i went to hillsong college in australia for two years and then i went to canada as well i was living in canada for two years um and now i'm back to switzerland i married a beautiful indian boy (laughs) and um we have been serving the lord together uh, we have been serving the Tamil community, um, the Indian community, the Sri Lankan community. Uh, but we want to also open to the French people in Switzerland and uh, also many more uh, English speaking pe- speaking people as well. So, yeah, a lot of big dreams and a lot of plans. Uh, but the Lord has been so faithful to me and, and to us and he has been leading us so beautifully. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was going to open with our uh, talk today by saying "Paribu Francais," and uh, you, <laughs> you would say something back to me, but I don't know much French. Although I did live in Canada five years up in uh, Sussex, New Brunswick, and I've also been to the Toronto revival at the airport church, and I have been. Oh, that's to- that's where I was for two years. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been to catch the fire conferences. Yeah, a number of times. So we probably. No doubt, maybe have had been in the same building together and didn't know it because <laughs> yeah. I love Catch the Fire conference. That was I, amazing. Uh, yeah, that, that was... really changed my life. I I did um, one year in the School of Ministry in Catch the Fire, and then I served as a worship director in the House of Prayer in Catch the Fire, mm-hmm. and 
uh, one thing that really pulled me to your podcast was the value on healing, inner healing. And that's also something I really loved about Catch a Fire. That's where the Lord has really healed my heart, you know, in Canada. So, so yeah, that's why I was like, okay, like, let's do this. <laughs> this is going to be really great. Yeah. So uh, the inner healing part, I'm really glad you brought this up. I'm just, for those that are listening, I'm just flowing with the Holy Spirit. I don't have a plan. I don't have a plan about, wow, we just got the presence of angels in the room. I don't have a plan of where this is going. But when you mentioned inner healing, um, when I wrote the process that we did, uh, the Lord specifically spoke to me about not having people relive the pain of trauma. He specifically spoke to me about that one thing. And he took me back to the time, you remember how he got crucified. Now, if you were to survive a crucifixion, it'd be horrible. It would be the yeah. biggest PT, PSD, PTSD event in the world. And yet he said, after he had risen from the dead, Thomas said, I'm not going to believe unless I put my hands in his side and in his nails. And uh, the Lord showed me something. He said, remember, I walked up to Thomas and I said, put your hands in there. And then the Lord said something to me I never thought about. He said, my wounds were healed. He said, I had no pain. The crucifixion was a memory, but the pain in that memory was gone. And then he said, that's what I want to do for people. I want to remove the pain of the trauma. Then the trauma and the memory becomes a testimony to the healing power of Jesus. So when you talked about the inner healing, uh, we have dealt with people in war, coming out of war, explosions. One guy said uh, this, there was this explosion near him, and he felt, mm -hmm. smelt the smoke, felt the vibration, thought, saw things flying at him, and he's been healed. Uh, the Lord has taken that away. So I don't want to divert from wow. your testimony, but yeah, the inner healing part is so critical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you're an awesome songwriter um, <laughs> and producer. I was uh, really loved uh, the song Yahweh will manifest himself, or is it Yeshua? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it, Yahweh. I didn't write it. Uh, it was not the writer of the song. Right. You aren't the writer uh, of the song, but you did sing mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I sang. Yeah, and that was really awesome. So, what else are now? How did you become a pastor? Yes. Um, so it, yeah, it just has been really an interesting journey because for the people in Europe, especially young people, um, that's not really the way that to go. <laughs> uh, usually people just, you know, go the normal way. They finish um, their studies. They, um, and they, then they do, you know, a normal job, you know, <laughs> but uh, mm -hmm. for me, uh, I remember walking to my college and, I just really heard the voice of the Lord call me to full-time ministry. And I was 18. I did not know anything wow. about it. But I just had the gift of faith manifest. And I just had no doubts. And I just turned the other way. And I've never, I've never turned back <laughs> since, you know. And uh, it has been a life of faith, you know, Um uh, I had to trust God in many things, you know, but he has always come through. He's always provided for me. And then he's, he's been 
equipping me. He's been uh, teaching me, you know, how to minister to people. He, he's been healing my heart and um, giving me so many revelations, you know, and uh, increasing the anointing on my life. And then after a big eight years, uh, God had opened doors for me to become a pastor through our church. I was ordained. Um, and it was really a big deal because uh, I don't know if you know, but especially in the Sri Lankan Indian community, a woman in in ministry is not welcome, you know, and not a young woman. So for me, it was really a tough thing to, you know, to fight um, eight years. But after eight years, God opened the doors and he used the same people who told me that I could not do ministry to ordain me as a pastor. <laughs> so that was really amazing. And after that, I was a little bit confused about my journey because uh, most of my ministry has been impacting India and Sri Lanka. But I really felt the Lord call me back to Switzerland. So after living in India for a year, um, I decided to shift back to Switzerland. And it was tough because it's easy, you know. Um, it was easy for me, easier for me to go where I'm comfortable, where I'm welcomed, you know. But um, to come back here and it's it's much tougher, you know. It's easier to minister, to do ministry, you know, <laughs> in places like India and Sri Lanka because people really are welcoming and they're really like they have lot so much faith and. They are so passionate for the Lord. And here it's a bit different, you know. Um, so it's a new challenge. But God has been beautifully leading us this year. You know, uh, we have been planting a church here as well. Um, we have started French services as well. So, yeah, it's going so great. <laughs> are you the, are you the, pastor. are you the pastor of the church? Um, so my dad is the senior pastor. It's a small, we live in a small town called Delimont and um, there's a small community of Tamil people there. So my dad is the lead pastor, mm -hmm. um, but this year he, he actually, that's, <laughs> that's why I actually sang the song Yahweh because we actually went through a really rough time this year. My dad had a heart attack uh -huh. and um, he was unconscious, unconscious for two months. That's where, you know, I didn't have any prayers. And so all I did was sing that song, Yahweh Rafa, Elohim, you know, and just call on the name of the Lord. And now he's healed. He's doing so much better, you know. But uh, for me, it meant also to step up and to um, take over the church, you know, and to lead the church. So, um, yeah, now we are kind of both leading the church, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, co-pastoring it. Yeah. For those that are listening, to let you know, Rafa means God, my healer. And uh, that's, I loved it when you sang the names of God. I know that you did not write the original song, but the way you sang it was so uh, impactful that I was like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, we listened to it. We put it on here in the Healing Center and the whole staff listened to you sing. We played it over and over and over because it just <laughs> ushers in um, when you start singing Yahweh, Adonai, Rafa, and you start singing those names, they bring such anointing and presence and power with them to heal. 
Praise God. And yeah. oh, we we were singing that over and over. And so what was it that brought you to faith, Jasmine? Um, so we have to go back to when I was 15. Um, like I said, I was born in a Christian family, but for me, um, Jesus and all the Christian faith was just something I was taught to do, but I, it was never personal to me. So, um, when I started to become a teenager, I started to go through, um, everything that a teen teenage could go through, you know, and I was searching for love in the wrong places. And I had heartbreaks. I had many friendships um, going away. And then I had some experiences that really put me into deep depression. Mm -hmm. And so at the age of 15, I wanted, I came to a decision one day to take my own life, oh. you know, and uh, as I was about to do the act, I heard the voice of someone, <laughs> but now I know it's God. But that time it was like, this voice was saying, don't do this because I have a plan for you. And so I didn't do it that day. And I went to the Sunday service, you know, that week. And I just remember coming to church with my heart broken. And that was the first time I really spoke to God. And I was like, God, I need you to come and heal my heart. I need you to, I need you to help me right now, you know, because I'm really in this deep, dark spot and mm -hmm. I just need to come out of it. And as I was, as I was praying, um, I suddenly felt this darkness leave me and I felt this um, presence fill me with joy. And I started to cry, but with tears of joy. And I started to speak in tongues as well. There was a new, uh, you know, a language that came, which really, you know, embraced me. And it was just like this fire within me. And from that day on, so like I got saved. I received the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And also my purpose was born that day because from that day, I wanted to lead worship. I wanted to sing for God. And that's how everything happened on that day, you know, so that's how I met uh, Jesus Christ in my life. Yeah. I think it's really important to talk about this because there's a lot of people during the holiday seasons and, and, and not just holiday seasons that are really wondering, do I have a purpose? Does God really have a plan? And I love what God said to Jeremiah. He said, before you were born, I knew you. And to me, that that is a powerful statement. And one of my favorite people on the planet who passed away a few years ago, I looked to him. I've been underneath his leadership, was Prophet Kim Clement. I loved his singing, his music. He would play the song of the Lord. And he always said a statement like, I see you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. And I yeah. and I love and I teach the team here, don't don't look at people for who they are today. Ask God, why did you create them? Why are they here? And if you can help them discover that, it'll break them out of depression. It'll do giving them purpose is really mm -hmm. huge. So I and the fact of depression, how many people are dealing with depression? 
mm-hmm. yeah. nowadays. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's the thing we deal with here all the time. So uh, what, I'm going to stop right here and ask you to lift up a prayer for those that are feeling depressed, those that mm-hmm. feel like they don't have a hope. Can you lift up a prayer for them a minute? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Father God, right now we come before your throne, God, and I just want to bring up to you everybody who's feeling down, who's feeling that they don't have a purpose in life, who's feeling hopeless. And God, I pray that right now your presence would touch them, your love would touch them, Father. Let their hearts be filled with your presence, with your power. And Lord, I speak joy. I speak life over them, Lord. And I declare that they will live and they will see the goodness of God in the land of the living, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would bring them hope in desperate situations that you would that you would show them that you are there, Lord, in amidst of the fire. And Father God, I pray that you would embrace them in your love. Lord, take away every heaviness, every sadness away from their heart. Take away all depression and put on the garment of praise over them, Lord. We bless them and we bring them into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you're listening right now and you want to open your heart to Jesus right now in the name of Jesus, just say, Lord, I open my heart to you. Lord, I invite you to come in with your presence, just like you did with Jasmine, Lord. I invite you to be my Savior, to forgive me of my sins, come into my heart, And fill me with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, my mind goes in so many different directions with you because you you said something else that is really important, that when your mom and dad immigrated, it was because of a war. Now, in the United Mm -hmm. States, we've been pretty blessed. Okay, I didn't have to immigrate here. Uh, In fact, I was talking to my brother, uh, John Crockett came here from the Netherlands in the 1800. That's how our family got to the United States. So I'm not, we all come from somewhere. So John Crockett come from the Netherlands and my mom's side is from Ireland, but I never had to immigrate. I never had to experience that. You know, that must have been very traumatic on your parents to immigrate mm-hmm. during a time of war. Yeah. Um, I think um it's the case of a lot of people who immigrated that time especially the sri lankans because they actually had to leave their lives behind um they had no choice you know and they they just had to leave uh, to leave their country to survive and for example my dad had to leave his studies in the middle and he came to switzerland and then he had to do jobs that he was not you know qualified for and uh, same with my mother, you know, and they came here, but we are so grateful for how Switzerland welcomed, you know, welcomed my parents during the time of war. And the Swiss people are awesome. They're so loving, you know, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, um, you know, it's been, it's it's really a struggle for immigrants to live here. And 
um, you know, the language is different. They don't speak English in Sudan. No, they don't speak <laughs> Not English. <at> all. <laughs> and, and, you know, my parents had to learn French and they still don't speak it properly, you know, and, um, but they had to survive and to raise us, you know, amidst of everything. And even us, for us, it's been always like, you know, Sudan is my home, but at the same time, I'm like, but I am, I'm also, you know, Tamil, and we don't really have a home, actually. It's like you don't really feel like you belong anywhere completely, you know. And uh, I, will, I also faced a lot of racism growing up, you know, in, in our school and, and everything. So, yeah, the, and also, especially for people who come from war and who come from those type of uh, situations, um, most of the homes are very broken, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, you know to be honest my parents it was not easy for them to accommodate accommodate here and they didn't have their family near near them you know that my mother um her mother was away you know her whole life you know and even when she died she couldn't go see her mother you know like she she i mean she didn't she didn't have many opportunities to see her mother you know it was very tough on her and um, also there is so much trauma. There's so much unhealed trauma. Um, people, you know, it's tough for them to trust people. It's, it's tough for them to, to not live in fear. They're in constantly, you know, living in fear. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I want to go on with you more to your story because I think it's so critical uh, to go on and hear the rest of your story. In a couple of minutes we have left. How can people find your music? Um, so um, on YouTube, you can type Jasmine Faith. And that's me. <laughs> that's my, I can find my songs. But I, I recommend if you're English speaking, maybe type Jasmine Faith English songs. So you'll find the English songs. And there's also my Tamil songs there. So and also the French songs coming. So yeah, <laughs> just make sure to type uh, Jasmine Faith English songs and you will find um, all of my songs, yeah. The great thing about uh, the podcast channels, we have 58 different nations. One is France. Uh, France oh. is there. Switzerland is there on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> so we have 58 different nations. So there's many that will be able to access your songs in their language like french and everything's like that so that's why i'm excited mm-hmm. i want to go further with you in this and the interview here so uh i want to close off this time just by uh, saying a prayer lord we give you glory and honor lord no matter where we're at in the world we're all a part of your kingdom and for following after you lord i pray that your kingdom would come your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven lord help us to pull heaven to earth in the name of Jesus and Lord as I close out may the Lord bless you may the Lord keep you may the Lord cause his face to shine upon you be gracious to you and give you peace in the name of Jesus and may you always know that you're not a mistake that God has a plan for your life and that you are valuable to him in the name of Jesus Amen.